Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. There was once a man who said to God, would you please tell me what heaven and hell are like? God showed the man two doors. Inside the first was a table with a large pot of stew. It smelled delicious. But the people sitting around this table were thin and sickly. They had spoons with very long handles, but each time they'd reach into the pot, they couldn't quite get the spoons to their mouths because the handle was so much longer than their arms. The man shuddered at the sight of their misery. They kept trying to feed themselves, but all to no avail. God then said to the man, you have seen hell. Behind the second door, the room appeared exactly the same. The same table, the same mouth-watering stew, the same long-handled spoons. But the people here were well-nourished and plump. Laughing and merriment filled the room. The man looked at God and said, I don't understand the room's are the exact same. To which God replied, it's quite simple. The abundant life I offer requires only one skill. The people in heaven have learned to feed one another, while the others consider only for all eternity how to feed themselves. So what I love about this parable is how it reminds us that generosity is meant to be a feast. And to the extent that we become mature in our giving, that our life and our world increasingly comes to resemble heaven itself. And so with that said, here's the question I want us to consider today. What does it look like? For us to become mature in our giving. Because that's really the issue at stake in both of today's readings. You see, the church at Corinth was a relatively wealthy congregation, and they had just made a financial commitment to help the church in Jerusalem, who for various reasons was going through a very difficult time. But there was internal conflict within the church, and as a result, the Corinthians had failed to make good on their financial pledge, meaning that Paul wrote this letter, in part, to teach them about generosity. But notice, Paul is not stern, which is a surprise, because at times he really could be. But instead, Paul gives the Corinthians an example of what maturity in giving looks like by talking about the Christians in Macedonia. And here's what we know about these Macedonian Christians. They are experiencing a severe ordeal of affliction. 
They're extremely poor. They gave voluntarily. Their giving was beyond their means. They begged Paul to participate in the collection with the rest of the church. And finally, we know from verse 4 that they counted it a privilege to participate. Not an obligation, not a duty, not their responsibility, but a privilege. In other words, the Macedonians had tasted heaven, and they had learned how to feed one another. Likewise, the poor widows in today's gospel, Jesus chooses her to show the disciples what maturity and giving looks like. Because remember, the disciples have been very concerned with how to feed themselves. By asking Jesus for the seat of honor in the kingdom of God, by arguing with one another about who among them was the greatest, and by rebuking Jesus for speaking about the cross. The disciples do not yet understand heaven. But the widow in today's gospel does. She knows that heaven is linked with generosity. And notice what Jesus says about her. This poor widow has put in more than everyone else. This widow has put in more. Don't you see? Maturity in giving is not about the size of our gift. It's about the size of our heart. It's about a heart that gives more than the fearful mind wants to give. Now, to be really clear, I'm not asking anyone here at St. Michael's to do anything that is foolish or unwise. But I am asking all of us to move deeper, to move deeper into the vulnerability and faith that true maturity always demands, and to feel that graceful pinch that always comes with the choice to make our life about feeding others. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis puts it like this, and I quote, I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I am afraid the only safe rule is to give a little bit more than we imagine that we can spare. In other words, if our expenditure on comforts, luxuries, and amusements is up to the same standard common among those with a similar income, we are probably giving away too little. Now, the parable of the long spoons is a nice illustration, but it's far from perfect, in that it could lead one to think that generosity and maturity is a dualistic either-or affair. Either we feed ourselves or we feed others. Either we're generous or we are selfish. But of course, that's not actually how life works. And growth and maturity is always a process. It certainly has been for me. Trust me when I say I didn't start out giving at the level I currently give. And my goal each year 
has always been just to take another step toward a mature expression of giving. In fact, you may have seen the movie What About Bob? Bill Murray plays the character of Bob Wiley, an incredibly earnest and sincere man who suffers from multiple phobias. Bob makes an appointment to see the famous New York psychiatrist, Dr. Leo Marvin, who insists that Bob read his own book entitled Baby Steps. He advises Bob not to get overwhelmed by the full picture, but to set reasonable goals to meet them and then to reassess. Now, it's a silly movie, but when it comes to maturity in giving, I find the advice of Dr. Leo Marvin to be spiritually sound. We take baby steps. And so the question I really want all of us to consider this week is, what is the step that we need to take this year, assuming that a mature expression of giving is in fact our long-term goal? Because here's the thing, some of us are in a position to take a really big step this year. Others are in a position to take a medium step or a small step this year. But what I believe to be true is that all of us can take some step, a step towards generosity, a step towards maturity, a step towards heaven. And so as you ponder what that step might be for you, I want to share with you a poem by Ernest Campbell entitled, Understanding Maturity. And by the way, his use of the word young in this poem has nothing to do with age. And it's important we understand that as we listen. To be young is to study in schools we did not build. To be mature is to build schools in which we will not study. To be young is to swim in pools we did not dig. To be mature is to dig pools in which we will not swim. To be young is to sit under trees we did not plant. To be mature is to plant trees under which we will not sit. To be young is to worship in churches we did not build. To be mature is to build churches in which we may not worship. And so what does maturity in giving look like? It is simple, God said. The abundant life I offer requires only one skill. The people in heaven have learned how to feed one another while the others consider only how to feed themselves. And so as you pray about what a step towards a mature expression of giving looks like in your own life, there's just one final thing I want to say. Maturity in giving is not about willpower. It cannot be about willpower. But rather it comes from a place, a soulful place of deeply wanting our life to resemble the life of Jesus, of wanting our heart 
to be conformed to the heart of Jesus. Listen again to how today's reading from 2 Corinthians ends. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. That, my friends, is heaven. It's knowing ourselves to be so rich that we can shed some of those riches to enrich the lives of others, knowing ourselves to be so eternally safe that we can feel the vulnerability of giving away some of our wealth, knowing ourselves to be so nourished that we can focus on feeding the person at the table with us. This simply is the abundant life that Jesus lived and the life we mature in as we grow in generosity. Amen.